On today's episode of Open Box Policy, we talk about how much better dogs are than people. It's really simple. They're fucking fantastic. It was a great episode. You can find us on our socials. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at OBP Pod. Also, I would like to apologize this episode. I probably sniffled a lot into the mic because I have a runny nose and allergies. Um, He was actually crying about dogs. Yeah. But um, if you want to shoot us an email or maybe a picture of your dog or a story about your dog. That would be so cool. Or just anything dog related because shit we love dogs um shoot us an email at obp podcast at gmail.com nailed it then like when the kids go to bed on mondays and tuesdays i can play video games without him coming down to go pee and then being like no i see you're playing video games Yeah, because I'm fucking taking care of, care of kids all day and working. Yeah. Now I'm going to play Assassin's Creed. Leave me alone. Devin, you play video games? Yeah. Do you really? I'm what like do you the, play? I'm like the only one that doesn't play video games. But I'm the- Yeah, video games are, I mean, it's like in my blood now. Me too. I, I mean, but I, I started playing when I was like four years old, so. I have a very, very specific set of what I need for a video game, which is why when I find a game- Oh, you have criteria. Oh my god, my criteria yeah. is a vi- no first person for Jamie. Yeah, I get motion sick, so it has to be third person. It has to be open world, and I don't like guns. I like, I, and I has to have some sort of mythical creatures or something like that. You know, um, whether it's I don't know zombies or something like that. So I don't. I want a sword. Or I want like a stick to kill somebody with. I want to be able to climb wherever I want to climb. She wants to work to kill something. I want to be able to go and do whatever I want. I want to have like 20 side quests I can pick from whenever I want. So yeah, you do like the open world. Every time I'm in y'all's house, y'all are playing open world stuff. Oh, well yeah, and Glenn will play anything, but but there's... I've played basically every open world game there currently has been. I've played all the Witchers. I've played all the Fables, even though they're not. I've played the Ze- the newest Zelda. I've played all the Assassin's Creed, the um, Red Dead Redemption. I've played yeah. all of them, and now there's none left. Glenn, Glenn always pisses me off when I play with him. And Devin, you'll, you can tell me whether or not you're this kind of gamer. Like he knows that I don't game at all. Like and and the last game that I last PlayStation or oh my god I can't even speak. The last system that I ever had was a PlayStation. <laughs> so I'm I'm really comfortable with that like platform. Yeah. Which PlayStation? Uh uh. Well, it was a three. The very. Yeah. Oh okay. Uh, so it wasn't that long. No, ago. but I but I bought the three like when the PlayStation Seven was coming out. <laughs> like you know like I did, yeah it it was like buying a fucking Model T when you know the Tesla was coming out. Uh, so what game did you play with Glenn? Was so it the well, fighting game? You no, know, wait. So he, a lot of times when I come over and I'll I'll just like randomly like oh, no yeah. plans I'll hang out with you all on the weekends yeah. or hang out with him. He'll be playing a game with the kids and they're jumping on me and acting a fool and stuff. And he'll throw the remote at me and he'll just be like here. Here, the, or excuse me, the controller at me, and he'll just be like, here, play this real quick. And I'm, I'm always looking at him. I'm like, yep. I literally, I don't even know how to walk. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to walk. Yeah. I don't know how to shoot. And so, I'm like, what is, what is, what does L1 do? What does R2 do? Yeah, you know? No, and, I'm with you on that. Because here's the thing. Glenn will find a game for me 
because he knows my criteria. He'll be like, this is a good game. This is going to be a really good game for you. You're going to love it. And then I'll, and then I'll, he'll be like, I started it. And I'm like, that's it. I can't play anymore. And he's like, why? I'm like, I need to start the game. I need to learn the basic skills. Yeah. And then I need to keep going to build up my interest. If you start the game and I watch you play, I'm out. I'm done. I'm checked out. I'm going to the bedroom to watch TV. Games are so complicated now that, that you know, the whole first like hour of gameplay is just the tutorial. Yeah. It, that's what and so like i have to go through that otherwise i'm useless Same. And he yeah he just throws his so and, and what's crazy is, is you'll that, figure it out yeah well and then yep. he starts fucking making fun of me that, you know does, what i mean listen he, he, like, does, he does the same thing to me and i'm yeah, his wife trust he's me. like so the last time i was playing a game with glenn i was running around and i was trying to defeat this and there have been a couple times when i actually like got him through a level and i was very pleased with it but I, on this one game it was ridiculous and i was running around trying to defeat this big like machine and i basically just oh. threw a grenade at myself and he was like, oh, oh yeah, he want to do that. You know, and the next thing I knew, I blew, I blew myself and all my people up. And he was like, all right, fucking idiot. And I was like, what? I know what game you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what I'm fucking doing, man. I know. It's so funny because I will not, you know, I have to start it and I have to yeah. do it. And I have to do it for a while. Yeah, yeah. If he starts a game and is just like, give it a try, I'm like, fuck no. Because again, what does what? What does the right trigger do? Yeah. I don't know. Just do it. Well, you can't tell me. I need the game to tell me the beginning of this. This yeah. is, you know. What happens if I push select? Yeah. You know, like, what right? does that do? I don't know. Just push uh, the Gaming's buttons. my therapy. Is it I really? I get my fix in every week. Yeah. So you're and one I of those guys where therapy. it's like an escape for you. Like, you kind of, yes, you get away. Sure. and you Absolutely. That, see, now, so you know this, like, psychologically and physiologically, mm, two big words there, They it actually <laughs> releases all of these endorphins it touches pleasure centers in your mind that during a normal week you might you know like sex and like you know that type of thing like will touch those those pleasure centers and games will touch that that's why people become addicted to it i almost put a kid in treatment because he was addicted and the dad said when we remove when we take the game system away from him i've literally seen him shaking and crying like laying in bed jesus christ did he have friends yeah well i basically told the dad on the phone i was like your kid's not addicted your kid's a pussy you know (laughs) so i i i am a gamer and i like games but because the games i like are so few and far between i'll find a game and i'll play the shit out of it for like a month usually until i beat it and then I won't play another game for like three or four months. Yeah. Um, so like right now I'm doing Assassin's Creed Origins, which we got a long time ago, not a, long, a couple years ago. And I'm finally I'm playing through that, too. And I'm finally doing it because I started from the beginning. I deleted Glenn's game, which was basically almost at the very end. Um, and I deleted it. You know, it. you can like you can start another game on another save slot. Yeah. Right? So so he was like, give it a try. You'll like it. And so he was working and I went to go start a new game and all three save slots were taken. Were full. And oh, there and two man. and two were normal and one was e- <laughs> one was set on easy and I go surely Glenn is not playing Assassin's Creed on easy because he doesn't do right. that. Oh, I so, would. So I deleted that one. Well, that was yeah, that was that was the one though that he was almost done with the game on. So yeah, because they're so what? damn hard. What a push! They're not hard. Games are hard to me. They are <laughs> to me. When when I you put games in, are hard. You put fucking like Tetris in my hand, and I just like walk out of the room. I'm like, I can't do this. Really? You know? <laughs> I, I no. I I I mean, I'm using You're that. You're smart. Yeah, well, no, and I, I do. I used to love games, but I was always like a racing game kind of guy. Ugh. Hey, I know, I know, but uh, I think a lot all these like first person shooter. Uh, point of view type of games are really difficult because you know the camera moves and you I move. Bomb. And, I bomb it. Um, 
It's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah, it's re- it really difficult if you try to pick up my controller and play because I play on inverted, which basically means if you push the look button f- forward, my character looks Why down. Why do you do that? Because it makes sense in my head. Yeah, so I oh. used to do that too on PlayStation. I would change the controls around to the, what made sense to me, and then other people would play. And it, it's like playing a guitar upside down, like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix yeah. played the guitar fucking upside down. Are you down guys comparing was, yourself to Jimi Hendrix? No. No. Yeah, we're basically the Jimi Hendrix of here. Uh, yeah. uh, so what? Hold on. So what do you? I don't understand what you change. Like I just always just do what they can. I I learn what they t- teach you. In and the options, that's it. in the options, you can so flip what, what, what all that stuff. What would you like? What would you change to make it? So you tell her, Devin. An example. What would you do? Yeah. So you you know the you know the toggle that you use to look up and down and left and right. Yeah. I would basically flip flop the up and down. So the way that you would look up on your controller, yeah. I'm looking. I, my character will look down while okay. your character will look up. I guess I get that. Does that make sense? Well, like in, it's um, called inverted. Yeah, it's well, like, like in, in Assassin's Creed Origins when you have the the his hawk up above, yeah. and I always fuck that up because you push it down and he goes up into the sky, and I'm always like, God damn yeah, it! Yeah, so it, it's exactly like that, except it's it's the point of view of of your character. Oh, I see. It just huh. it makes. I started out normal, and then one of my best friends when we were younger, he got me on the inverted train because it just makes sense. He explained it to me like, if you're playing first person or even third person, and your hand is on top of their head, when you push your hand forward, their head looks down, and when you pull it back, they're looking up. Oh. Yeah, so that's the way he explained it, and that's that just like fucking that just fucking clicked in my head. I can't wait to go home and of course start fucking with a controller. Fucking fuck up my game. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's how mine did it. He explained it to me, and then I tried to play normal, and I was like, "This "This doesn't make make sense." I got it. Right? Yeah, this doesn't make sense at all. Wow. But yeah, no, it's it's my it's I would say it's one of my therapies for sure. It's a stress reliever. It's a getaway. Uh, I gotta have it like every. Well, I don't have to have it. I would like to have it every week, at least a little bit, you know. Well, also it's like a goal accomplishment, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're like finishing something. Yeah, my it actually kids gives are, you the. My the kids are usually my son's usually screaming at me about how he wants to play, so I always have to wait till they go to bed, or else <laughs> it's just like a mental breakdown. It's like, yeah, right. My turn. They like run into a wall. It? There's just a lot of screaming at me, and I'm just like, hey, stop it. You like, know, this is going to transition absolutely perfectly into what we were going to talk about right percent. it's gonna it literally is devin just said that i don't know how we got on video games me either but. but devin just said that um he it was like therapy to him that he it, it's cathartic it's a release it allows him to like kind of get off and do something else and and you know whatever mm-hmm. and it's better than sex well oh. that's the perfect transition <laughs> into something that happened to Jamie recently. My dog died. Well, there you go. That's oh, a that's wow. a transition. Drop the bomb. Are yeah. we? Isn't that our thing? Yeah. Like to like yeah. Like these the whole yeah, these yeah. transitions. Yeah, I was probably telling, I was thinking of, pet stories. I was thinking about doing it like a little bit more subtly, but you've said it. You let the cat out of the bag. It's it was incredibly sad. Talk about it. It was. It was awful. We, yeah, we actually brought it up like what two three episodes yeah. ago or something like that. No, it was, it was like a, I don't think it was on the episode, um, but you know, yeah, we learned about it then. Yeah. Yeah. No, it happened. Man, what th- about three weeks ago? Maybe, maybe a little over three weeks Probably ago. It was almost a month. About, ago. About a month ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have. I had this wonderful little dog, um, Oliver, and he was a Boston Terrier, and he, 
man, he was awesome. And the cool thing about him is that I bought him when I moved to Nashville. I moved to Nashville in 2007 in November and I bought him and he was born on, which I just found out when we were doing, when we were doing his like headstone thing, his memorial stone, my husband made that he was actually born um, Thanksgiving 2007, which was November 22nd. So I was living here. He was born, whatever. I bought him in February of 2008. I went to the Nashville um, flea market, the one at the fairgrounds, nice, and, perfect and, place to get and a at dog. the time they sold puppies. And I had decided before I even went there, not e- not even going there for a puppy. I was going there with a friend just to look around. I decided I want a boss. I wanted a Boston Terrier. I had done research on them. I wanted a small dog, but not a yappy dog. I wanted a dog that was a terrier because I grew up with a terrier. So um, you had very specific needs. I did, wants. and I wanted a male. So I wanted a male. Jamie always has her criteria. I do. I wanted my. I wanted a male Boston Terrier. Anyway, we went to um, the Nashville flea market at the fairgrounds, and we walked into one of the um, warehouses in the back, and they had puppies in the back. And I saw Boston. That sounds super fucking it, sketchy. Yeah, they, they don't sell them. We walked into one of the warehouses in the back. And <laughs> yeah, that's where but we got no, our puppies. Um, they, so had bu- they had puppies. We had they were hung up Bitcoin. by their tails. So they yeah. and they don't sell them anymore uh, for obvious reasons. But I went back. We started walking back, and I was not planning on buying a dog. Um, I was with my boyfriend at the time, and like we hadn't discussed it. It wasn't like something like let's get a dog together. So I walked back there, and I saw Boston Terriers, and I was like, oh shit! If there's a boy, I'm buying it. My friend was like, oh, it doesn't look like there is. We were looking and we were like, I, we were like, oh, look, they're all female. And then I just asked, the guy, I was like, is there a boy? And he's like, oh, yeah, there's one over here. And he was the tiniest little one. He was like a whopping like two and a half pounds. And I was like, sold. Was he the runt? He was. He was the runt. Wow. It, isn't it interesting how people always kind of uh, uh, linger towards the, the runt? I of know. The litter. The litter, right? Yeah. I mean, like. And my dog was a little, he was a rock. Yeah. Um, and so I was like sold. So I brought him back and surprised my boyfriend with him, you know, whatever. I mean, he loved him, whatever. And then we soon broke up after and I got the dog and the breakup. But I got the dog and the divorce. But I mean, like he has been with me since I moved to Nashville and he has been through all the apartments and houses and boyfriends and friends and all the things that you go through living in a new place and like growing as a human being. Yeah, and then, you know, he was with me when I met Glenn and then having the two babies and all of that. But the last year, he's um, he hasn't had any major medical issues. He just, every once in a while, it kind of, he did this, like, collapsing thing yeah. every couple of months. It wasn't a seizure. It just kind of, he would fall over and then kind of seem like, oh, I'm a little bit stunned by it. But, like, he was always okay. Um, yeah. And actually, the night before he passed away, he had done this thing where, like, his back le- legs gave out. It was, like, 9 o'clock at night. And I said to Glenn, I'm, like, I'm going to call the vet in the morning. I'm going to call the vet in the morning. We're going to get him in there. And I got up, and I took Elle to school at 7 and came back, and I got back in bed. And Porter was in there on his iPad just, like, hanging out. And I heard, like, Oliver making all these weird noises. And I hit Glenn, and I was like, Glenn, go look. Like, go look, because if it's happening, I don't want to be there. And, yeah, Glenn walked over there, and it was happening. And I was trying to call the vet, which opened at 8, and it was, like, 7.50 fucking 5. And I was like, oh. And then he, I went over there, and he just, he took a couple of gasps. He wasn't in pain. 
at all. He just took a couple of gasps and then his, it was just time. Yeah, and then his heart stopped and all of that and that was kind of the end of it yeah it was really sad but like i was telling my parents about it because they've put two dogs to sleep when we were kids and they were like you're really lucky that you didn't have to go through all of like the long medical stuff and like you know all whatever um but yeah yeah, it was quick and it was at home and we were and porter was there and everybody was there except for l l was at school yeah um but yeah it was i know glenn was devastated when you had to tell l yes oh and it took L like L cried at first, and then it took a couple of hours later, and then it, like I think it really sunk in. It was like, oh, but yeah. you know, it was, it was really sad the first day, and then I started thinking all the different ways it could have gone, and like w- how great it was of how quick it was, and how we were all there. It wasn't the middle of the night and we were sleeping. Like I yeah. was there. I got he to, had his family. Yeah, him. yeah, and it was painless. There was no, you know, he was. It was. It was better. It was. It was probably the best case scenario if that thing was going to happen. But still, he would. He's thir- he was thirteen or close to yeah. So he lived a good yeah, life. That's a good dog life. Yeah, he, for sure. Yeah, he had a lot of love. He had a lot of a lot. Everybody loved him. So now I just have Hank. So we'll see how that goes. Do you think? Do you think men grow more attached to dogs and that's why they have a, a more difficult do you think men in general have a more difficult time with dogs deaths than women no well no i'll tell you this um from from my personal experience um like i th- well i'll say this glenn cried when oliver died glenn did not cry when our children were born so i guess that might be something <laughs> but you know i have my best friend she when she um met her now fiance you know they had he had a dog and she got very attached to that dog and they moved in together when that dog died i know it devastated both of them i don't know i guess maybe it's a matter of how maybe it's just a matter of how the guys portray that grief compared to women who probably maybe are well, a little more openly emotional about it. Do you think maybe that Glenn, part of his crying was knowing that he was going to have to tell his children. He was knowing how upset you were going to be. Maybe not necessarily no, the, well, I the think loss as much as he knew how upset no, you were going to be. No, I think he, I think, I don't think so no, either. I think it was Oliver. I okay. mean, like he said a couple things after, you know, and even a couple days after that was like, oh man, he really did love that dog. So... I don't think it was that, you know, we had been talking about how he may like a year ago was like, he's getting old. It may happen soon. And I was like, we'll see. And then he kept kicking along. So I can't tell you how many times I woke up drunk and that little bastard was like curled up. No, he'd be curled up like on my stomach or he'd be curled up like right around my ass. Like he'd be getting warm. (laughs) Yeah. He likes to burrow in. Yeah. He would wake me up. He, I I would basically wake up in the middle of the night and be like, like what the fuck? You know, Oliver would be climbing on the couch. Like he'd be crawling in around my ass, like trying to warm himself. I mean, he, he was the best dog. He was a great dog. He was a sweet dog. It really makes me, I've always loved since I got him, the Boston Terrier breed. They're such just like unique and funny and weird and loving dogs and i will get another one someday like two days after oliver passed glenn's like so should we get another one and i was like not yet yeah. let me focus on this yeah. great dane that i can that i i'm, I'm <laughs> trying to love so hard but it's really hard because 
he's really hard to love. He's so, a bit of a yeah. fucking I mean, it's tough, asshole. especially when something's in your life for, for 13 years that you have to take care of. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking about just like a materialistic object or anything like that. And but, they love you so you know, much. Something that Dogs love you. Yeah, something that gives love And it's unconditional love. Well, and exactly. And, like and what it's, Devin said. It's unconditional and they give it back to you. And there's that quote that's like, a dog is in your life for a short amount of time, but you are like your dog's whole life. Yep. Your dog. That, I sent that to you. Yes, you did. And I got that and I was like, thanks, Devin. <laughs> God, <laughs> it's the truth. It is. Like you know? I get Devin, I want you. I mean, I, I've only lost one pup, but. Devin, you just you want to talk about it? Well, in a minute, but I mean, you have like a very personal, like very recent experience. Yeah, what with happened? Like, I saw you sent a text about your dog, but then it, I, you didn't elaborate, and I wasn't gonna, you know. Yeah, so um, we thought probably about a week to a week and a half ago, we thought that we were gonna have to end up putting Anna's dog down. He's eleven years old. Oh no, he's a boxer lab mix. Um, he all of a sudden started getting really restless. Uh, we thought his like hips were going out. He would like lay on the floor and kind of like just do three sixties because he was uncomfortable. Aww. Wasn't sleeping. Wasn't eating. Um, yeah. So we, I mean, we thought we were like to, his yeah, back end. legs and stuff were done, and we were gonna have to like put him down for comfortability's sake and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So that tore us up over the first weekend of October. That was really rough because I mean. She's been with that dog ever since he was like six weeks old. Yeah, you know, of course he's only been a part of my life for the, like the past year and a half or something like that. But I mean, he's basically my dog too. Well, yeah, you see him every so, day, uh, and he's yeah, he is your dog too. Yeah, I'm not crying. My nose is just running. By the way, it's okay. If you hear some it's sniffles. Okay, you can say that. It's okay. <laughs> I did cry though. I'm not ashamed to admit that I did fucking cry when we were at the vet, and that we thought we were gonna have to put him down. But what it ended up being. It is kind of his back legs, but mainly the pain that he was in was an ulcer Oh, okay. that had uh, formed in his stomach, and it was causing him uh, some real bad you know, issues and stuff like that. So long story short, we've got the ulcer taken care of. Uh, he is- Did they do surgery or did they just to, give Medicaid? No, no. Just Medicaid. Um, so he's back to like 90%. His back quarter of his spine is like bridged together uh, skeletal-wise. So there's nothing we could really do about that, but that's more of a thing that you know he's lived with for a few years. Um, but he's good now. Well, that's so, good. That's good. Yes, you can we get... thought we it was it was a rough time for about a week. Yeah, but... you can get some good, much more time in there, yep. especially. Yeah. So, but it was weird because it's like you know it's it's 2020. Jamie, you just lost your dog, and I thought I was going to have to lose my dog. Sucks. And I was like, God, man, right? fucking 2020, just like losing dogs and stuff. <clears throat> I know. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I fucking hate 2020. So do I. Uh, 2020 has been. Sorry, that was my. Well, it's 2020 was supposed to be the year that I was supposed to have like knee surgery and all this dental work done and all this stuff. And like because of COVID, it all got. Oh, shit. For oh, real? yeah, dude. Like 2020 was like a year that I was going to like get my like a lot of my health. I mean, because I'm I'm totally healthy, but I mean, you know, this year I've had a fucking MRI and I've had a fucking CAT scan, thought yeah. I was having a goddamn stroke and blah, blah, blah. It's And, you know, and, and I've got a knee like just like I just need to repair my body like I need yeah. to repair my knee and I was just going to have some dental work done. I, and I literally set this year up as the year that I was going to like kind of <laughs> regain some control of no, Adam Sanderson. Yeah. Then it all went up in fucking flames. So this will this is very pertinent before I even mention any of my dog stories. Um, I have a friend of mine who is he rescues dogs 
He spends unbelievable amounts of his time and his money. He's a, he's a very good friend of mine. He's an unbelievably kind and sweet guy. And he, uh, he and his wife both rescue dogs. They'll drive them all over the United States, and they even have a guy that has a plane. They'll fly dogs around to make sure that they get rescued and don't get like killed. Holy shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, he works at the uh, Franklin um, Dog Shelter, Franklin Dog Pound. So I was talking to Brent one day. Oh, I just uh, let his name out. Anyway, so I was talking to Brent one day, and <laughs> you always do I know, that I always shit. Do, do I need to bleep it out? I mean, no, you can say. So I, mean, I know, a, but I just, I just, thing, it's right? fine. There's Admirable. a lot of there's a lot of Brents like, in the world. I like anonymity. Uh, so he says, I, I was telling him about a buddy of mine that had a really sick dog, and he he like gr- basically like grabbed my shoulders and was like, "Let me talk to you for a minute." He said, "I oh god," because he, well, he, <laughs> he was like a little aggressive. He was like, "I want I want you to listen to me." Because I'm going to tell you something that's very important. And he said, I had a dog that I loved more than anything. And he said, he was like my friend and he was my confidant. We went everywhere together. And and this guy, I mean, it was like a child. Yeah. It was basically his child. He said, yeah. he started to get sick. And I, my first thought was, well, I want to extend his life and I want him to be as happy and as healthy as he possibly can so i'm gonna i'm gonna have the surgeries and i'm gonna like give him all the drugs and make sure that he's he's happy and healthy and he said it just it just goes down and down and down and down and down until the dog is a complete shell of what it used to be and he said you can come in and you can see that they're kind of drugged and sad and they won't even eat anymore they won't get up anymore they won't go outside with you anymore or maybe they can't that's like my dad was saying so yeah exactly so he ended up you know, having to have the dog put down. And he said in the end that when he had his dog put down, I mean, not only was it incredibly devastating, but then he had this flashback of the last six months of his dog's life. And he said, I knew six months ago that the best thing for that dog to do was for me to take him out for hamburgers and like give him French fries and hamburgers and like, like let him drink beer out of a bowl and then take him to a place (laughs) and let them give him an injection and put him to sleep. I just, he was like, that's what you have to do. Don't let them live it out because it's miserable. I couldn't imagine. I know lots of people who have done this. My best friend did this. I know lots of people have, I couldn't imagine having to go into a vet and put that dog on a table and be there when they're put down. I mean, that's that's what happens most of the time. Mm-hmm. And that's awful. So and there's a new place that some, does it at your house. It's awesome. So I I I kind of assume that was what would happen with Oliver. And yeah. I'm glad it wasn't. I mean, he died in his bed with his favorite blanket with all of us around him. Yeah. But I think I, it would have been more traumatic for me to be in a vet's office, an unknown area on a, on a fucking metal table. But you got lucky. I, I and I know I got lucky because I my he two, lived the last couple of years. I mean, with him and Hank, and he he like had a good time. I think, he had a lot of I life think in Hank him. Hank probably added two or three more, two more years to his life. Yeah, yeah. But and I it's mean, not like, like I had I had two dogs growing up who I was very close with, who both were put down at a vet's office. So I did get lucky because the norm is that. But man, yeah, I can't even imagine. Brent has told me a thousand times, like don't ever if it gets that bad like where, where the dog though, is like for owners because they love that they love yeah. that dog and they want to do whatever they can yeah. and i think sometimes being in it you 
the lines get blurred of where the dog's quality of life is not Diminished. the best, but also yeah. where you're hoping that it's going to get better. Maybe yes. the next medication. Yeah. Maybe that's, the, that's yes. the big thing. So yes. is and I don't think there's a right or wrong time. It's just. You know, yeah, he, he. You can look back on it and be like, maybe that should have been it. But like in the moment, you're not going no. like, man, I need to let this dog go. Yeah. It's like I'm going to do everything I fucking can to save uh-huh. this dog because I love him yeah. so much. Exactly. So Devin's yeah. a good example of that. They did. They take the dog to the vet. They start getting worried, and the vet's like, "Oh, Eureka! It's a ulcer. Dog's got some back yep. problems, but it's an ulcer." So they did, and the vets and the people, the professionals, were telling Brent, "It's over, man." Yeah, like. The dog is never going to get better. All you're going to be able to do is give it's him, like, yeah. is extend his life and be and love him and be around him. But it's going to be with drugs. It's going to be with whatever. So he he basically so this happened to a friend of mine, and my friend took Brent's advice. The dog was had these massive tumors, and 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 it was about to die, and it started to have seizures and stuff. And I talked to him about Brent, and he called Brent if I'm not mistaken, and Brent was like, "Get it done." Like yeah. you love that dog up until that last second, yeah. but don't let her like go out that way. My dog Rosie, when I was a kid, was miserable and had this these tumors all over her body. They, How old her was tumors, she? Uh, she was old. I have no idea. She was old. Her tumors actually were like busting open. They oh. were open. Ugh. They were open wounds. And I remember when we put her to sleep. It, I, I Rosie, imagine what kind of dog was Rosie? She was an Irish Setter. <gasps> She was a oh, oh, shit. beautiful big dog. Gorgeous. And everywhere my little ass went, Rosie was right next to and me. A dog like that I could go up. outside and be like, Rosie. And she would just come out of nowhere. She she always, oh my God, she kept me from getting hit by a car one day. Rosie had this like sixth sense. Yeah. And I was tr- about to ride my bike out on the road, and she put her mouth on my arm and didn't. It was crazy. It's like she didn't dig her teeth in, but she was pulling on my arm as hard as she could. And I was like, "What are you doing? Like, stop doing that, Rosie." And I would try to go, and she'd grab my my uh, my pants. And she ne- never a mouthy dog, never bit, never did anything. Yeah. So it freaked me out as a kid. And when I turned back around to put my bike out on the road, like a car goes, it came past me, and she knew it. Yeah. She knew a car was coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. I got a crazy story like that, too. I do, my dog, I do too. my childhood dog, yeah, um, you know, we lived out in the country and stuff. My childhood dog went missing for like a day. And we previously, like, I don't know, six months earlier, we had this like little red, little fluffy dog that we called Socks because he had white paws. He was smart as fuck. He could jump so high. He was super intelligent. I could literally talk to him and be like, hey, go run to that tree and back. And he would like run to the fucking tree and back. So my grandma's out on the back porch, obviously worried about her dog because that's her dog too. And she's calling back in the woods for her. And then Socks runs down and he kind of looks at my grandma and then kind of runs back up to the edge of the woods, right? And my grandma's like, what What are you doing? And he, he runs back to my grandma and then runs back to the edge of the woods. So my grandma starts going up in the woods, right? And then my childhood dog is like hobbling through like Aww. bristles and, and limbs and stuff like that. And our fucking dickhead neighbor that I never got to see shot her front <gasps> leg off. Are you fucking kidding me? It's, yeah, low shit. Apparently she was on his property or something like that, so... He shot her fucking leg off. There's probably more of the story on his side, but I didn't get that far, right? So, 
um, Socks was basically smart enough to tell my grandma, like, hey, yeah. your fucking dog's in trouble, right? And uh, anyway, so that was pretty much the end of Socks' story because uh, probably about six months after that, he just mysteriously the went missing neighbor. and I never saw him again. The n- no, it's, it probably wasn't him because Socks was super smart. Honestly, Someone probably took Socks him. was old. Maybe. Either that or Socks was old and he knew he was about to die and he left us. Which he was when, like, I don't want when, to give them Some that dogs pain. will do. Yes. Some dogs will go out and find a place like when, in the woods or and die. When I was right. when I was a kid. Smart ass dog. When I was a kid, I was probably about uh, eight or nine. I lived in a neighborhood in a suburb, but the back part of the neighborhood backed up against at the time was some woods and I had like a tree house back there with some of my friends. Um, and one of my really good friends name was Amy Fisher. Maybe she's listening. Maybe she's not. <laughs> Amy Fisher. Yeah, that was her. Yeah. Not that Amy Fisher. <laughs> um, her, so her house backed up against these woods. So we would go out to the woods and they had got, they had gotten about a year earlier. They had adopted an ex police dog. Basically, this dog was too friendly to be an actual police dog. Oh, I love those dogs. Yes. <laughs> like, they're so nice. But he's yes. still smart. Well, yeah. yeah. Her name, um, I believe, Greta. And she was great, though. She did commands great. They had a huge fenced in backyard. But it's like they just want to play. Well, yeah, but she, but they yeah. I mean like the dog was great. Um, it was uh, it was a German Shepherd, and so we would always go into the woods behind her house and play. That's just how it was. We we would spend hours back there every single day in the summer. Never had an issue. And then one day I go to her house and we go over there and we go over to like a little tree house and there was a gravel road that came off of a main road, but it wasn't ever used that it was all grown over and stuff. And we had to cross that to get to the tree house. We were over by the tree house playing and Greta starts losing her shit and she is barking her head off at us. And Amy is like yelling at her like stop you know like what are you doing because she never did that i mean she was she was just too friendly but she was still it's like rosie yeah rosie never bit anybody so she lost her shit and she was barking and barking and they had this really high privacy fence we could hear her barking and so we're sitting there playing in the treehouse and this blue pickup truck pulls into the gravel road with a guy in the front seat and we're not really paying attention to what is happening and he goes and he turns his truck around and parks it probably about 20 feet from us. And he asked us to come to his car. And at that moment, Greta jumps his fucking privacy fence and comes running over and stands by us and starts barking at the guy, like very viciously, like very viciously. And me and Amy get so spooked by this. We go running back down to the woods and we went through a drainage ditch and went all the way back to my parents' house. And we're telling them and they call the police and all of all of this stuff. And the guy was gone by the time it happened. But that dog never, after that day, for 10 years, jumped the fence or lost his shit on anything. It was before yeah. the truck even pulled in. It was yeah, like the a, dog knew that there was some weird situation happening. Yeah, yeah. Why is 100%. this older man <laughs> asking these two girls? It sounds to, fake. It's not. I will call my mom. I will call my mom. I've told this story to so many people. Bullshit. I will call my mom because she. <laughs> Adam and I tell our cool stories and then you tell yours. You and we're like, nah, it. sounds fake. My dog. Fuck you guys. My, uh, my most recent dog uh, was Fritz. Um, and he. So, what like. What kind of dog was Fritz? Uh, he was a little pit mix. Okay. I like so, to know the types of dogs. Me, oh. Gives me, it gives me an idea <laughs> right, of what yeah. they look like. Gives you a you, yeah. You've seen video, pictures and videos of I Fritz. I have seen. Yeah. I have seen. So, me and my ex, 
went and she wanted a dog and i was like i support it we started looking around for all these dogs and they they brought this little dog would you say Devin? you were like i support it yeah so where did where did you go (laughs) to the amazingly enough before i even knew that brent worked at the uh franklin uh dog shelter (laughs) went to the franklin dog shelter so it's gonna it's gonna segue into this perfectly so we go and we look at all these dogs and i didn't like any of them one dog like attacked me it like great it like it attacked my ex and was incredibly aggressive we were just out we would go sometimes to dog shelters and just walk dogs you know it was cool you just go and you just take them out and play with them and walk them it's like a you know because they need to be walked yeah it was cool you know give them hope yeah. that they're being taken home and just yeah them. shut up Devin, and you have like a good time <laughs> with them so they bring all these dogs into the room and all these dogs are crazy and i'm just like i can't do this this one dog kept biting me and it was a puppy but it kept like biting me and pissing everywhere and i was just like i can't i can't deal with this so then we they're like well we have this other one that looks very similar to this uh his name is fritz now we were like yeah look, bring fritz in i do like that name and he was this fat little puppy and they brought him in and he flopped down on the floor and he started like he started like pawing at my shoes and he he waddled over so he was little oh yeah he was a little puppy little puppy he waddled over to scotty and he he like laid against her leg and was just like I'm home and she she picked him up oh, there and is. he laid back in her arms over and yep. it was just absolutely beautiful it was beautiful so we yeah it was over uh, I was like gotta have him I, yes I, I even have a video of, of when he was pawing at my shoes and I was like oh gosh like gotta have him uh-huh. so he um <laughs> my life is ruined and inevitably we trained him very well he was the kindest and sweetest and goofiest dog just unbelievably beautiful and then you know the relationship ended and i still i still the the memory of having to say goodbye to him was so vivid because it just it tore me to shreds to have to say goodbye to him because i knew like i was probably never going to see him again and you didn't try to do like split. I remember when nah, split custody. Like when, when me did. and my ex broke up and we had gotten Oliver, we did that for like I don't know a couple of months. I would drop Oliver off on the weekends and you know yada yada. But eventually it just phased out because he got busy and I didn't want to be dropping my dog yeah. off anymore. Yeah, and it was I, just kind of under like he was he was always gone at different hours working. He was a musician, so going downtown and playing and doing different stuff, and I had a more regular schedule so it was just kind of and also i fucking paid for him i ended up seeing fritz once more uh and it was really difficult for me and he he saw me at first and he was like who is this guy and i was like i I said his name like i used to always say it i was like fritz you know and he went insane because he (laughs) he was like oh that's that's my man like that's that guy but don't you i mean i mean i are you in a situation now where you could probably go and see him no, they live in Philadelphia now. Oh, I, for, I, I forgot that they moved. Yeah, they live in Philadelphia now. Um, mm. But I remember, like, in it, I, I've told Jamie this before, like, I, you know, I don't have a schedule now that even would allow me to have a dog, but the the yeah. connection that you have with an animal, I, I actually... Not and, a cat. Uh, fuck, no. So, <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, I hate fucking cats. I'm allergic to fucking cats. Oh, yes, I yeah. forgot. But like I go to friends' houses. Like I've got a lot of friends that have animals. You have animals. I have other friends that have wow. animals. And I don't think I count because my the way that they love their dogs and the way that they love their animals and oh, the way yeah. that those animals like love on me and stuff. It just makes me want to get another one. Like you, I swear to God. I, I mean, 
that connection to wake up in the morning uh and i don't allow dogs in my bed but like to wake up on a couch or like wake up somewhere and that thing is like curled up next to you oh, they and, love you so much and that their head is like hanging over your hip and they're just staring at you you know like, oh and, i adore yeah. you yeah they're, you're and they're just thing. like i love you yeah like you feed me and you take care of me and all you have to do is give me a pet every once in a while and i fucking yeah. obsessed with you oh like, wait that's it yeah no other care in the world for them you know you're you're there you're care. it yeah. and it's that you're it for that them. relationship is so beautiful uh i realized that i am um hank's person when we took him boating a couple weeks ago i kind of always assumed that glenn was hank's person but when we went on the boat oh no and he had anxiety or any time we were trying to get him in the water anytime something happened to him where he was anxious he was trying to come to me or looking at me or constantly had eyes on me like everything was like Mm -hmm. where the fuck is jamie where is she there she is oh god it's a motherly thing they imprint on women Fritz imprinted on my ex. Well, I think it's also a matter of like, I am the one who is around him more. I feed him. I let him out. I give him attention. I, you know, I, I, and I don't know. Growing up, I mean, our dog growing up was very attached to my dad and then me, even though my mom fed him and all that. So I don't think it's a matter of of a female or male thing. I think that they just pick somebody and that's because God knows that I kind of, pushed hank to the side because i had oliver and then oliver passed away and so now i'm trying to focus on hank and we're doing obedience training which second week is tomorrow and it's a fucking shit show so it'll get better we'll see yeah already already told anna that if we ever if something ever happens to us and we break up that she has to take my dog ash he doesn't give a fuck about me anymore. Are you serious? I, I, I like. I raised this dog since he was a little puppy. Had him for like a year before I even moved to Atlanta. He doesn't give a fuck about me anymore, man. He's always up in yeah. his ass. Really? It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's really funny to watch. That's how Hank but, uh, is. You know, it's kind of disheartening because you're like, oh, come here. That's that's my dog, you know. And then like he doesn't give. I'll a fuck wake about up. You. I'll wake up Saturday mornings because Glenn lets me sleep in. Glenn's sleeping all the time, but Saturdays I'll wake up and Hank will be in the room with me and i'm thinking oh glenn must have shut the bedroom door and hank's just stuck in here and then i'll get up nope the door's wide open and life is going on outside in our house people are outside the kids are playing and hank's just in there waiting for me to fucking pick my head up and he loses his shit every time you know why jamie why you know why why because you're his life thanks life's not going on out there life's Life's going going on in there Devin. (laughs) <laughs> Am I going to make you cry? Stop it. Don't make her cry. Don't make me cry. Don't I don't like cry. crying on, a, on this podcast. Yeah. It's never The good. moral of this episode Love is that dogs. dogs are way better than people. They are. Love your dogs. They're way better than people. You'll never find a better fucking love in your I life. Would, I would even say that that would be a perfect title for the episode. Dogs yeah. are way better than people. A hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, like, I you guys- can't think of a better way to finish. Oh, I'll tell you, I want to tell you one thing. So uh, I meant to tell this. So yes, Brent uh, did work at the animal shelter. Fast forward like six months later, I'm talking about my dog and I'm like, yeah, I got it from the Franklin, Franklin animal shelter. He goes, I work at the Franklin animal shelter. Which dog did you get? I know them all. And I said, well, this little pit mix named Fritz. And he was like, Fritz? I love Fritz. Aww. And he was like, no way. he was so much fun. 
I so Brent randomly comes over one day and he just walked outside and Fritz would always act the same way around people. He'd be like, "Oh hey, how's it going? You know, I'm Fritz," and he would just like, <laughs> you know, he just like never had like whatever. He came unglued. He probably smelled him. Was like awesome. as soon as he saw Brent, he came up and and that's that's a, I mean, there's better than fucking people, man. They are. They're way yeah, better than absolutely. people. Yeah. Love right, your guys. dogs. On that note. This is Devin. <laughs> this is Adam. This is Jamie.